0: Welcome to an all new episode of Sip the Sauce. I'm your host, Lydia. And today we are continuing with our Money July talks. And I have a special guest. Her name is Patricia Roberts. She is the author of the book, Route 529, A Parents Guide to Saving for College and Career Training with 529 Plans. Thank you for so much, or thank you so much for being here, Patricia.
1: Oh, Lydia, thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here today.
0: Thank you. So the reason I chose Patricia for our episode this week is because, um, you know, college is expensive and as our job markets become more and more technical, more and more, um, automated and things are just changing. The, the need for a college education is rising. And, you know, as a new parent myself, of course, I want my child to have the best education possible. Um, I was the first person in my family to complete a four-year college degree. Um, And I will have to say, if I could go back and do it again, there's a lot of different Options that I would change for financial reasons and setting myself up for for later on in life I think if you talk to my parents, they would say they wish they would have known exactly how to save to Limit or completely get rid of college uh, Loans that I'm you know that people pay usually have to pay off after college and so Um, in doing research for my own child, I did find out about the 529 plan. Um, It's a whole lot to understand. And uh, so that's why we have Patricia today, because she's going to help us at least understand the first layer. So we can parents out there, future parents, grandparents, anybody who wants to, you know, prepare their child for college financially, they'll be able to use the system. So with that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Patricia and have you just kind of start us from the beginning. What is the 529 plan? You know, what is it for? What What can, you can't do, all the details.
1: That's great. And thank you again, Lydia. And I want your audience to know if they are not familiar with 529 plans or not very familiar, they are unfortunately in very good company because surveys continue to be done nationwide and nearly 65% of Americans say they are not familiar with 529 plans. And it happens to be, in my view, one of the best ways to save for higher education. So that's why I wrote my book. Um, Not only do I have expertise in the field, I'm a mom who saved in 529 plans since my child was an infant. And I just saw him three weeks ago graduate debt free from college. So I have walked the talk and I'm happy to inspire others.
0: Congratulations. That's amazing.
1: Pretty exciting, Lydia. And like you, first generation in my family to go to college. I didn't have any financial planning going into it, and I ended up, together with my husband, borrowing over $100,000. And I was determined when I got pregnant with my son 22 years ago for him to have a different outcome. And I know that other parents probably feel the same way. And 529s are not the only way to save for college, but they're a good place to consider starting. So let me tell you some of the basics of what I know. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. so first of all, where does that number 529 come from? It comes from the section of the Internal Revenue Code after which these plans are, are named. You may have heard of 401K plans or 403B plans. Those are also sections of the Internal Revenue Code. So that's these are the numbers that relate to that. And 529 plans were created to help families plan for higher education on a tax advantaged basis. So these plans have special tax benefits associated with them. And in fact, as they're growing in value, you are not paying tax on the earnings as you would ordinarily be doing if you were investing in some other way or even saving in a bank savings account. You may recall at the end of each year, or the start of a new year you're getting a tax statement from uh, the bank or brokerage account that you may have showing you that you owe taxes on the earnings that's not the case with 529 so that's one of the important benefits is that they grow federally tax-free um, Another benefit I want to mention is that, although it's not the case in Texas, because I understand you do not have income tax, personal income tax. That's correct. Yes, but in over 30 states, the um, state governments have decided to further incent people by giving them a tax deduction or credit for their contributions to 529 plans. So they get the favorable tax-free growth on the federal level and also a state tax deduction or credit in 30 plus states. Now that does not relate to Texas, but let me tell you what's special about Texas, since many of your listeners may be from there, your state has two types of 529 plans. There are actually two types of 529 plans. One is called a 529 prepaid tuition plan, and the other is called a 529 college savings plan. Only nine states, including Texas, have a prepaid tuition plan. And what that enables families to do is to buy um, contracts for tomorrow's tuition at today's dollars. So whatever the tuition is currently at Texas-based public institutions, many of those institutions, you get to lock that in for the future. Now that relates to, tuition only, but it is something that individuals in your state might want to consider. Mm -hmm. Now they can also pursue the college savings plan. That's the broader use plan that most other states do have, except for Wyoming. And with respect to the 529 college savings plan, it can be used for tuition, just like that prepaid plan can be, but also for, books and supplies and room and board even computers and associated peripherals that are needed for higher education so that's, that's a plan. Yeah that's a broader use plan and that can be used not just at in-state schools and not just at public schools but at any accredited institution in-state or across the U.S. and even some across the world. So you've got the college savings prepaid plans like your state has and the college savings plans, which are broader youth. Some families, if they're in a state like Texas, will look into both of them. Some will invest in both if they know that their child's likely for the tuition plan is likely to go to school in-state. So it's really up to families, but I suggest Googling um, 529 and the state that you're in and seeing what your state has to offer. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about 529 College Savings Plans, that broader use um, type of 529. They're called College Savings Plans, but truth be told, they can be used for things well beyond college. So two year um, community colleges, trade and tech technical schools, certainly traditional colleges and universities, professional studies, even certain registered apprenticeships. So when parents hear college savings, sometimes they think it's limited to the four-year type college. These Mm -hmm. plans are not. And there's an easy way to look up online what types of schools they can be used for. You can even look up a particular school and find out. But they're really very broad in their use. And then, like I said, when at those schools, you can use them for a full range of expenses, the room and board, which is great.
0: Well, that's amazing because, you know, sometimes, you know, four-year college is not for everybody. You know, we need those to go into technical school and we need them to go into, like you said, apprenticeships and different realms. You know, you need all of those. You know professions to make the world go round, so to be able to have a fund like that is really really helpful. So, a question that I have when I've been looking at these for my son is what happens if you know you save this money because you think your child's going to go to a four year? and they decide to go to an apprenticeship or technical or trade school or two year school, what happens to the leftover money essentially?
1: Sure. So if you've been saving in a 529 college savings plan, the type that's broader in use and for whatever reason, your child doesn't need the full amount that you've saved. um, you can do a number of things. First of all, you never lose the money. You as the account owner, and this is an important point, unlike certain forms of saving for younger individuals that become the minor's money when they've reached the age of majority, like upma and upma accounts, if you've ever heard of those, trust accounts become the child's money at a certain point. 529s do not. The parent always stays in control, the parent or account owner. It frankly doesn't have to be the parent. It could be a grandparent or an aunt or uncle. Whoever set up that account has complete control of that account at all times. So the child does not get their hands on it at a particular point. And I'm telling you about control because if the beneficiary doesn't pursue higher education or doesn't need the full amount, the account owner can do a number of things. They can change the beneficiary at any time frankly to another individual and 529 is really generous that section of the internal revenue code it can be a member of the family of the original beneficiary and that goes really broad it can be a sibling of that original beneficiary it could be a step sibling it could be a cousin it could be an aunt or uncle you could save the money and use it and some parents do for their child's children someday to get them off to a good start, a grandchild. Parents, if they are the account owner, can even use the money for themselves. They're connected, right? They're a member of the family of that child. Mm -hmm. So parents can also use the money to retool their skills. So there's a lot of things you can do and you don't lose the money. If the child gets a scholarship or goes to a military academy and as a result, doesn't need the money, the parent can take the money out if they don't wanna save it or use it for anyone else. They do have to pay the tax that they hadn't paid on it while it was growing in value. Remember I said, these plans are growing tax-free. So fair enough. You haven't paid the government tax as it was growing. You do need to pay that only on the earnings. So if you've saved 10,000, it's now worth 11, you'll owe the federal government, uh, let's see, money on just that $1,000 in growth. Okay okay but there's no penalty attached to it so if the child gets a scholarship if this child becomes disabled or unfortunately even dies there's no penalty associated with it you simply need to pay the tax on the growth of the account okay if however none of those are the circumstances and the parent just decides for whatever reason i need this money back and like i said the money belongs to the account owner they can take the money back and use it for any purpose however they'll pay that tax that i just explained to you cuz they hadn't been paying it on the earnings and they will also pay a 10% federal penalty on those earnings only so there'd be 10% that they would owe the government on that $1000 in earnings that i gave you the example of mm-hmm. so that's that's how these plans work but quite frankly i think parents should be fairly confident when opening a 529 savings plan that their child's likely to pursue some form of education after high school and the 529 plan is likely to cover it and and again if the child doesn't need the money because they're they've gotten a scholarship you can always take it out you'll just pay the tax on it Um, does that make sense so there's lots of options people shouldn't be fearful that um there's a tremendous risk with respect to the money, it always belongs to the account owner.
0: Okay. That does make sense. So, um, so can the beneficiary have more than one 529 associated to them? And I ask because my in-laws are planning to do something. She's my, my mother-in-law said 529 for my son and I plan on doing something for him, but I told her to hold off until actually we spoke so I could figure out, you know, no, we need to do something together or yes, it's okay that we have two different.
1: What What is the rule there? Sure. So a particular beneficiary can have more than one 529 account established for him or her. And in fact, that sometimes is the case. Sometimes a grandparent opens one and then the parent does or a godparent opens one it's no problem whatsoever. These are separate accounts for that child's benefit. Um, some families, however, feel more comfortable putting it all in one account. They want, mm-hmm. say, the grandparent wants their adult child, you in this case, to know exactly what they're contributing and for you to see the total picture rather than having separate accounts. You could open an account in your name. And your mom could contribute to that account. Um, Third parties can contribute very easily to 529 college savings accounts, and, and many do. So in that case, your mom could do that why would somebody not want to do that sometimes grandparents or other third parties would rather stay in control of the funds they'd rather know absolutely for certain what's going to happen with those Um, so it could be a grandparent not that they don't trust their adult child but knowing that an account owned by the adult child is in the adult child's control you could at any time really pull out that money you'd pay, like I said, you'd pay the tax on it and perhaps a penalty depending on your use, but you could actually pull it out. You could change it to another child. And sometimes people don't want to give up that control, but either way it works. Does that make sense to you?
0: That does. And I like that you brought up about the third parties putting into it because uh, my thought process was, you know, kids have so many toys, you know, and birthday, Christmas, just, you know, any day of the week, grandparents, friends, aunts and uncles bring toys. And so in my mind, I'm thinking at a certain point, I'm going to say, hey, for the birthday, no more toys. You want to do something. You can put your $20, your $30 you were going to put into a gift, put it in his in his fund. And I was thinking that's, you know, a way I want it to to use that in the
1: future. That's a great suggestion. And in fact, in my book, which I know you have, I have a section on this and I show readers exactly how much or approximately how much they could accumulate if they just took the opportunity to tell people you appreciate their generosity, but you really don't need any more stuffed animals, clothing that will be outgrown toys and games that are utilized for a while and then discarded or put in the closet because as a parent, you've got 18 birthdays for that child between birth and higher education, at least 18 holidays. I have to believe every family celebrates at least one holiday a year. Mm -hmm. And I bet you there are a variety of other occasions, religious milestones or school graduation, I bet you've got 40 occasions minimum where people are going to want to do something for your child. And if even five or 10 of those people started giving for those occasions, $25, $50, $100, depending on what their um, preferences were, you could really accumulate a substantial amount. And I would argue a gift towards higher education is one without buyer's remorse and one that everybody can feel good about. It's really an investment in the child. And I bet you, People in your life don't know what to get your son. They struggle, they spend time, they spend money on things that maybe they're not even sure about and then you're not so sure about and your home becomes cluttered. So if you can have that conversation sooner rather than later, people can feel free to bring a smaller gift, something from a dollar store, a small book, if they want the child to open something. But giving toward the college account or the higher education um, account is really a great idea. And that's brilliant, Lydia, that you're thinking of it already. I,
0: you know, my son just had his first birthday and I just looked at all the amazing gifts and stuff everyone brought him. And, you know, he's young now, so we still have like the room to stack on the the toys. But in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, after Christmas and then birthday next year, we're gonna be maxed out. We're we're gonna have to purge toys and everything. And I personally really feel like Looking years from now and seeing him graduate, whatever he graduates from, with zero debt, he's going to really appreciate that way more than a toy when he was one or two. So um, so 529, amazing. It's going to help your your child in the long run. You can use it for so many different things how do you get started is, is there a do you have to go through someone specific to get this plan started is it easy as going onto a website what are the first steps a parent needs to
1: take sure well the first step i suggest the parent takes is to really envision their why why do they want to do this and to hold that vision close to their heart exactly what i envisioned was my child having freedom to choose what they wanted to pursue freedom after college to not be weighed down I say start with your why, because that's gonna help you stay committed to whatever you decide to do in the end. So that's my first step. My second step is to do some research. If you are considering a 529 plan, it's easy to do. You can research online. As I said, your state name and the numbers 529 and see what's out there that's being offered. You don't need to invest in your home state plan but many people do because they're more familiar with it, or maybe there's some special benefits or that state tax deduction not relevant to you, but in other states. So you can do research online, you can open it yourself. I would say you need about 15 minutes opening an account. You need your name as the account owner, social security number, same for the child, some, contact information. You can assign a successor beneficiary should something happen to you, someone else you'd like to control the account and you can pick an investment option. It doesn't take that long and the states generally have very easy to understand information online. There's another way to open an account those who have a financial advisor or a trusted advisor of some sort in their life, maybe it's an accountant or it's a financial planner, they can ask that person for assistance. They should be familiar with 529 plans. And if they're looking into your total financial picture, it might be helpful for them to weigh in on this as well. You don't need to do it that way, but you certainly can.
0: Okay, good to know. And so you, already talked about the tax benefits of not having to pay taxes on the gains from that account. Um, Are there any other tax benefits or anything? Because I assume since you're doing it on your own, they're post, you know, post-tax dollars, not pre-tax dollars. So you're going to have to pay taxes that way. is there any other parental
1: benefit that is out there? That's a really good question. So you are right. These are after-tax dollars. You've earned them and then you contribute. There is another tax benefit that many really don't know about and don't pursue. But for those who have some extra money, and sometimes it's a grandparent who does, 529 allows you to invest five years of permitted gifts in any one year. So $15,000 currently is the gift annual gift exemption amount that somebody can give to another person. Section 529 allows you to accelerate five years. So in a particular year, and sometimes grandparents do this, if they have the extra money, they can put $75,000 up to $75,000, not just 15 in year one. Now, what and if they're a married couple filing jointly, they can do double that amount. That's 150,000. Now, trust me, most people are not able to do this, but you asked the question, so I'm gonna make it um, be thorough. But what you can't then do is for the next four years, you cannot contribute. We can't give that child a gift, right? So it's it's, yeah. it's prorated, it's accelerated. And that is an additional 529 benefit.
0: Okay, okay. Um trying to just skim. Is there anything else that you think would be important for the listeners to know about the 529 I feel like you've made already a very important case for people to do this if you're able to um, by you talking about the $15,000 yearly cap that was my next question is is there a max so I guess the opposite of that is is there a minimum amount you have to give in a year is there a minimum amount that you have to have to start it or any minimums people should know about
1: Right, so the minimum amounts to get started in the college savings plans have really gone down through the years and many plans I can't say I know Texas by heart, but many plans are as low as $25 or even less. So it's okay. a very low entry point for most individuals. The other thing is, so so low, low um, to get in in terms of that initial contribution, ongoing contributions, the plans generally accept $25 or so on an ongoing basis. One thing I would mention for your listeners is that there's research uh, from a firm called ISS Market Research, I think that's what they're called. They have studied um, when individuals contribute to 529 accounts from their paycheck before the money passes their hands, right? They have um, determined that individuals save 75% more when they do so directly from their paycheck versus letting the money pass through their hands and then contributing it. So one thing I do want to say is, and I wanna tie this into employers, um, ask your employer if you can, if you're so inclined and you want to, this is exactly how I saved for my son. If you want to take it directly out of your paycheck, ask your employer if they would be willing to do that for you. And you might as well also ask if the employer would be willing to match or contribute to your account as well. Now, you may get a no on the latter, but I will tell you, and I work in this field, I know an increasing number of employers are considering contributions to 529 plans. Now, unlike 401 k retirement plans, these are not pre-tax dollars, they're after-tax dollars and it is taxable to the employee so if your employer matches say a thousand dollars a year to your 529 account you do have to pay tax on that but you'd rather get that thousand dollars and pay tax on it than not have the employer's contribution so i want to encourage your listeners they can certainly contact me about this i can help them with you know how to ask or give them some examples of employers who are doing this but it's worth asking asking your employer if they would offer 529 as a voluntary benefit and consider matching to it. I think that's something that's really worthwhile. And I think employers are rethinking, you know, in this sort of post-pandemic, you know, maybe they're thinking about what's really valuable to employees. How can they retain and attract quality employees? Women, more so than men, women have two thirds of the outstanding student loan debt. And women of color, black women in particular, have the highest amount of debt. So, employers who are concerned about the financial well being of their employees, employers who are concerned about diversity, equity, and inclusion, may just be so inclined to want to help with 529 contributions to help those employees, particularly those most weighed down with debt, to avoid it for the next generation. It's worth asking.
0: Patricia, that is a game changer. I mean, if companies, number one, we're going to talk offline because I want to get everything so I can go to my own employer. But if employers, you know, let me back up. I was reading an article about the fact that post-pandemic, employees really saw what it was to have work-life balance. And that a lot of employees are going to start leaving places and looking for a better work life balance and for a better place to work. A a plan like this would really do big at, I think, at retaining employees. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. And if you could have that taken out before you ever get your money, like you said, you're more likely to actually put in that. You're more likely to actually build that account for your child. That That is, that's amazing. That is a great plan of action. And I really think everybody should, you know, if you're comfortable with it, go talk to your, your employer, because they may not even know that this is something that they can do and you bringing it to their attention and to their plate, you know, that could give you a little gold star for doing something to, you know, help the company in general. I love that idea. That's amazing.
1: I love it too, and I have seen it work. I've seen employers give from just simply $100 as an incentive for people to get started with a 529 plan to say $1,200 a year um, to employees as a match They'll monitor what the employee puts in and they'll match it. I know that it's appreciated. And as I started off the show by telling you that nearly 65% of people are unfamiliar. When I talk to employers, I tell them, you know, it's a social responsibility play to bring awareness to something that could help minimize student loan debt. And employees don't know about it. It's the perfect place. Employees are so used to signing up for things like retirement and health benefits And things like that at work, this is the perfect thing to be able to offer, even if they can't match much to provide the education and to match in some way would be just such a valued benefit for employees and could really make a difference in their children's lives or their own lives. Employees may be saving for advanced degrees themselves.
0: That is amazing. So we've you know if by the end of this you're not ready to go get a 529 plan for your kid i don't know what other kick in the pants you need i mean this is this has been some great information so as i said at the beginning of the show you do have a book it's called route 529 a parent's guide to saving for college and career training with 529 plans um is this available on Amazon? How could somebody get a copy of your book?
1: Sure, and thank you for highlighting that. Yes, my book is available on Amazon and it's available both in paperback, which I know you have a copy of, and um, what do they call it, Kindle, like an electronic type copy of it. But I've got over 70 reviews on Amazon. They are mostly all five star and People say how easy to understand it is and they finally understand this and how authentic I am as an author and in pulling in my own journey and that of other parents. It's really very relatable. I I, I think people would like it if they have an opportunity to get their hands on it. So check it out on Amazon.
0: Perfect. And how, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to get more knowledge, um, if they wanted to talk to you about how to approach this topic with their uh, employer, um, how could somebody also reach you?
1: Sure. So I'm employed by a firm called Gift of College dot com and you can find me on linkedin if you look patricia roberts and gift of college that's one way my email address is patricia at gift of g-i-f-t of o-f college c-o-l-l-e-g dot com you can certainly reach me that way and then i am on social media instagram and facebook at route five two nine mom so the name those first words in the book route five two nine r-o-u-t-e five two nine mom and you can follow me there as well i would be delighted uh to share with you information my firm offers gift cards gift of college gift cards that are available throughout texas and heb and other retailers these gift cards are great to give Someone, even if you don't know if they have a 529 account, they can redeem them into most any 529 account. I give them for every baby shower. Um, Every birthday I go to, I'm over the toys and games. I give something small and I give a contribution. So I'd be happy to talk to you about that. Some employers are using our gift cards for rewards and recognition. So there's a lot to talk about. I'd be delighted if anyone wanted to reach out to me. It's my pleasure. You can tell I'm passionate about this topic. It's an important one. And I think Absolutely. education matters. And, and being able to pay for it or being in a better position just alleviates so much stress. I, I know it because I've experienced it.
0: That's amazing. I love the idea of those gift cards. I'm a As of today, any baby shower I go to, that's all I'm giving because I think, you know, well that and diapers. Yes. Diapers are a must. Very so, important. I'll put diapers and then attach the card with it. Um, also, everybody, I will uh, put all of Patricia's information and all of my posts and all of the descriptions of this show so you can easily click and link to her and get in touch with her. Um, if all else fails, you can reach out to me and I will forward your information on to Patricia. Patricia, thank you so very much for being here with me today. I appreciate it. I learned so much. I. I can tell you all of my listeners have learned so much and you are passionate and I love it and I think we'll definitely maybe do a future episode where we can d- deep dive in or if I get questions from anybody, we can address those questions and just thank
1: you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure and I hope I really did help educate your audience. There's no one way to say for college, but this is worth checking into and I hope people will.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sip underscore the underscore sauce. And make sure you check for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.